The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to March, Penn State fans. The start of spring practice and a lot of recruiting news is on the horizon. It's the recruiting show edition of the BWI Daily. I'm Greg Pickle. He's Ryan Snyder. We're talking on Tuesday, March 1st as Penn State gets ready for spring break and then a lot of action uh, for the current team and recruits alike. Uh, But first, the staff will get a much-deserved time off, as will the players with spring break. But Ryan, that is not the news that we're going to spend most of our time on today because we have a brand new On 300 to get to. On 3 releasing its latest ranking update for the class of 2023 on Monday after releasing its newest five stars uh, late last week. And there's a lot of Penn State interest to get to, both commitments and also so recruiting targets. So we're going to run all that down for you here on this edition of the recruiting show of the BWI Daily. But let me start with this. Uh, we made it through February. It was a slow month, as we've talked about here on the show. But the On 300 is really a great way for us to get into March and get rolling on what is going to be a very busy next two months ahead. Yeah, uh, it was a slow second half of February, too, because remember how right. many uh, commitments that we saw there uh, in, in the beginning. But uh, when it's slow, it feels incredibly slow. And that's kind of what we're stuck in right now. And when you add in spring break here, uh, which starts on Friday and goes through the following week, it's going to feel like an extended dead period, if I'm being honest. Uh, you know, a lot of schools are going to get guys on campus this week. And uh, Penn State won't be one of them. So that's a that's a bit of a bummer i guess when you kind of look at how the calendar works out but uh those coaches need vacation and uh they've they've like you said they've they've absolutely earned it so uh but yeah man the the on 300 came out on monday and uh of course we knew about uh, javen williams getting his fifth star last week we'll we'll kind of start with that and and just kind of i mean I'll, i mean t frank and, and i honestly kind of discussed that last friday but i mean to re-hit on it you know i think it's all about that those those track and field measurables that we've seen and and the core strength and the potential that's there. I think that had a big, big hand in that. Um, And, you know, he's, he's certainly a player who has his best football still ahead of him, you know, number 11 in the nation. I mean, that was, um, I'll be honest. It surprised me. I mean, I, 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 my question. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I I, I thought, I thought, I thought personally, you know, if you're looking between Birchmeyer and Javen, I thought Birchmeyer is a little bit more technically ready, but um, you know, when I talked to Charles power about a little more and I I think uh, they just see so much upside uh, with, with Javen and the way he moves that, that, that kind of is, is why they went with that bump. And, and to clarify, even with Birchmeyer, like he, he moved up a couple spots and is, is now really knocking on the door to be a five-star player, which is, which is good. So, I mean, Penn State has a real chance at two five-stars now, and that was something I've kind of hit on a good bit in February because if you look back at 2022 class and, and what got that in the top ten, it was all about having five-star players committed. And uh, if they can have two uh, for 2023, which looks to be a real possibility now, uh, man, that that, that's, that would set them up for potentially their best two-year run in, in school history, really, or at least under Franklin's tenure. 
Yeah, no question about it. And to have both of those guys be offensive linemen is something that will get fans excited, but also maybe have them a bit gun shy. Understandably, Penn State had some highly rated offensive linemen before, and it hasn't always panned out. But to me, when I watch these two, Ryan, it's a little bit different. Uh, there's a little bit more to these guys than some of the – I don't want to talk poorly about players that have come and gone and didn't maybe hit the uh, star rating or what have you or the expectations that were set for those guys. But uh, there's a reason these two – uh, have moved up so quickly in the on 300 and in recruiting service rankings uh, across the uh, the recruiting industry because they have shown a lot in multiple sports. You talk about Williams on the track, Alex Birchmeyer's now a two-time uh, Virginia State wrestling champ at heavyweight. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have more than just what meets the eye on their huddle tape. Uh, they can do a little bit of everything, and it's why they are in position. Uh, Williams already there, and Birchmeyer right behind him to uh, move up into the five star conversation so good for Penn State good for Phil Troutwine and I think even more importantly Ryan and I'll, I'll we can leave the conversation here or you can run with it if you want but both seem to be very willing recruiters for Penn State and good glue mm -hmm. guys in a class and I don't think you can overlook that part of it either yeah Birchmeyer I mean he was the first to commit obviously back in July and uh he has great relationships with a lot of guys. So, you know, Javen, of course, just committed a couple of weeks ago. We, you know, we'll, we'll get a better feel for how active he, I mean, he's definitely active. I don't want to uh, pretend he's not. But, you know, I think coming up to campus, even when you're committed, is so important. And, and that's been something that uh, both Alex and Lamont Payne have been very good about. And uh, that that should continue. But, you know, it's it's one thing to text with guys all the time and, and you know, message with them. And, and that's important. I don't want to pretend it's not. But being here when other top prospects are on campus, that usually goes a, a really long way. So uh, with Javen being in Reading, there's no, no reason to believe that he won't be here another you know half dozen times or so over the coming year. So uh, we'll we'll see how that plays out in the in the weeks ahead. But uh, yeah, man, two two great players, two great kids too. I mean, I call them kids; They're, they could beat me up. <laughs> they're more of adults right than I am, man. They're huge, but. Uh, yeah, they're uh, it's a great start. Uh, huge for Phil Troutwine as well, man, to, to get some to get some massive momentum like this after a tough year with the offensive line. And some fans were kind of, you know, doubting whether he's the right guy. I have no doubts that he's the right guy. And, uh, you know, the, these two prospects, plus uh, Donko and, and Josh Miller are, are a big reason why. And I think they're two guys as well that while probably not ever going to be in the five-star conversation or even maybe the high four-star conversation, both of those guys have ranking room to grow as well. I think as they get out to camps and things like that, and as obviously as we get into their senior seasons and more film is out there, uh, they can move up as well. So let's get into the rest of the on 300 then. Um, I think where we're probably going to really start our bidding is with Evan Link who was uh, slotted in at number 114. But before we do that, Ryan, any of these on 300 guys who are Penn State targets that are in the top 100 who we're not talking about as commitments with Williams and Birchmeyer, anyone you want to hit on here, you have a full rundown over at bluewhiteillustrated.com of that group. So you're saying guys who are not, are in the top 100 or are, are in the top, the top 100. 100? Yeah. So when I run down this list yeah. here, I mean, yeah, we can just do it quick. I mean, obviously, Caden Proctor's a long shot of long shots at this point. There's no doubt about that. Dante Moore's kind of fallen off here a pretty good bit. So I think we can just sort of forget about that at this point. Uh, but there's some other names in here. Jason Moore's come to campus recently. Cam Seldon's a guy we know that Penn State's really interested in. They're slotted right behind each other at 89 and 90, respectively. Yeah, Samson Lola too, would probably be the one that I circle there at 59. Uh, he moved up 20 spots, too. He was originally at 79, and a uh, lot of potential with him. I mean, I think if Penn State had one, 
you know, I think if they had to pick between Link and Okanola, it would be Okanola. But honestly, I mean, if they could get both, they'll take both. Like it doesn't that doesn't scholarships don't matter when you can get two premier offensive tackles, especially uh, in the situation they're in at the moment. So uh, I look at them as really just one A and one B for the most part. But uh, he's an incredibly important prospect for Penn State. And you know, the more I talk to him, the more I talk to Penn State sources. I don't think Samson's going to be somebody who who drags us out and waits deep into the season. I, I I think he would really like to get it done in the summer. And that and and when you know when you look at having four offensive linemen committed already, you look at the fact that they're in a good position with Evan Link. I think that's going to be incredibly incredibly important um, if he wants to be a Nitley Lion. Like again, they, they will wait for him, but it as they add more players and stuff too, just. They prefer not to go all the way to the end. That's kind of where I'm getting out there. So if he if he can, I think he will get back on campus some point this summer. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he goes see some other schools first. He's been here, needs to take some other couple official visits or unofficial visits, and then maybe comes back to Penn State for an official in June. Uh, that would that would be huge. And they're in a, they're in a good spot, but I just I don't want to get too ahead of myself there. Uh, I will circle back with Caden Proctor too, like. Do I think Caden Proctor is going to end up here? No, I don't. But he does have that unofficial visit set for, I believe, the blue-white game. And uh, I've written off guys before they visited in the past, and that's burned me. So I do just kind of want to recognize that uh, when, when he gets up here, uh, that, that you know, let's just see how that plays out. I think Noah Rogers at 23, I think without a doubt, he's pretty much been Penn State's, you know, I want to say Hail Mary of a, of a wide receiver. But uh, that's – that's the guy they really want. And, uh, you know, his film kind of says it all, man, just, just has a little bit of everything from the size, the speed, the hands, uh, route running is really solid. I mean, there's, there's so much to like about Noah Rogers, but he, he won't be easy, man. Those, those Carolina schools are on him hard. And, um, just from talking to people, I do think they have maybe a little bit of an edge because of the proximity to the home. And I do think that'll be important with him, but, we will see how it plays out. Uh, just two other guys I want to mention quick. Derek LeBlanc, he was number 71. He moved up 15 spots from uh, number 86. LeBlanc's a defensive lineman from Kissimmee. And I was talking to a, a Penn State source about him the other week. And basically, they, they made it clear, like, don't underestimate the relationship that he has with Zane Durant. Uh, and by the way, Zane Durant is coming up here and crushing it right now. I mean, right. there's so much talk behind the scenes about how well Zane Durant is doing right now. Uh, so they think that, you know, the momentum that he's he's doing and then just how that how they can relay, like how excited the staff is about Zane and how they can relay that to LeBlanc and uh, it, it'll help them. You know, at, at one point I was like, ah, you know, Florida guys, they'll come up and visit. Yeah, whatever. They're not going to really be interested, but uh you know, now I'm starting to really think Derek LeBlanc could end up at Penn State. They, they seem that they built some real momentum there. Uh, and then Desmond um, Umazulu, uh, um, I think it's Umazulu. I think it is. You're not going to get any help from me, so we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, you know, Baltimore guy, I mean, he's just really rocketing up boards right now. He moved up 30 spots to number 83 and inside the top 100. And of course, he visited in January. I'd be lying if I said I, I have a good feel for where he's at at the moment. Just I've struggled to to get in touch with him. But, uh, you know, I know he's somebody who – I mean, he may – I don't want to say he's their absolute number one defensive end target because of, you know, Nicholas Harbour's incredible athlete. But I think if – I think right now he might be a better – defensive end as far as technically uh than than nick harbour um you know if you just just kind of get that impression from talking to some people around it but obviously Harbor's just such a freak athlete that i, I think we have to kind of keep him as the number one guy who by the way harbour was at number six is still a five star he didn't he didn't change in the rankings but uh there's a lot of talent there in the top 100 to me i look at uk and lola um and and leblanc probably and of course jason moore too 
Uh, oh, it's a Cam Seldon. Okay, four guys probably uh, that Penn State has a has a real shot there with. No Rodgers, I'm kind of fringe on. I think they're in the mix, but it, it might be hard to get him. All right, let's move on to Evan Link, a guy you've wrote about a lot at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Number 114 in the new on 300. That was a huge rise for him. He's listed as the number 12 offensive tackle. Penn State leads in the recruiting prediction machine rankings at the moment. I know you got a chance to talk with Charles about the rise uh, that he made in the new on 300. He's a consensus four-star, of course, uh, rated a little bit uh, higher by on three than the industry as a whole. Um, but Phil Troutline is obviously pushing hard for him, too. And Penn State uh, would love to land his signature, uh, obviously his commitment first and then his signature. So what can you tell us about the way that process sort of worked for him to make such a huge jump? Yeah, uh, Charles was great. Um, of course, Charles Power, he's our on three director of scouting and, and rankings. And, uh, you know, he over I'm not he's not the only guy who scouts. There's so many players, of course, that uh, guys like Chad Simmons, uh, Gary Hamilton, uh, uh, Sam Spiegelman, I'm missing some people I know too. In uh, down, a lot of those guys are based down south. Um, but but uh, Charles really was the one who kind of overlooked uh, Evan Link's uh, film. And uh, basically, what he was just saying is, man, he he really sees a, a technical player who moves well. And those were the two things that stand out. I think technically, you know, there, there's definitely some things that uh, Link can still improve on, but uh, a lot of potential there. And 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 you know, obviously, he's been one of Phil Troutwine's guys uh, for the longest time. I think the other thing with Link too is uh, when you look back at that sophomore season, I think Gonzaga did get a full five games in in, in the spring there, but uh, just a smaller sample size. So for for Charles to get a bigger sample size on him and, and you know really get a, a better look at him uh, that that's what led to him moving up uh, 75 spots in this uh, updated ranking so he's at number 114 now uh, was previously at number 189 and that was one of the bigger jumps we've seen out of a guy who was already part of the on 300 there's of course was a bunch of guys who uh, weren't ranked previously and have since jumped in and of course it's still incredibly early in 2023. I always want right. to stress that because, you know, there was a lot of guys who just didn't have rankings like Jaden Bonzu, for example. Uh, and, you know, he jumps from outside the own 300 all the way to, to 124. So, uh, and, and we'll still see this. I mean, I think throughout the spring, you're, you're still going to see some of those massive big movements and then you get into the spring or the summer and the fall and uh, you know, you have movement, but, but not as rapid as, as we're seeing at the moment, but uh out of this, out of this, you know, 101 to 199 group. I mean, there's there's a ton of talent. I'll just kind of roll through them quick. You know, we we talked about Link at number 114. Bonzu then was at 124. You know, he's visited Penn State. He has he's just absolutely blowing up right now. The safety from St. Peter's Prep. We'll see. If he, I mean, I'm sure he'll get back to Penn State, but I'm not incredibly optimistic about it. Just when I look at some of his offers and then I talk to some people and, um, you know, he seems to really have interest in uh, some of those other massive programs that are pursuing him. John Walker, number 125, he's teammates uh, with Derek LeBlanc down in Kissimmee, Florida. And, you know, he's another guy that I think Penn State really seems to have some momentum with. You know, I talked to Charles Power about him a bit and, you know, he's not a guy who really kind of stands out from a measurables perspective, a little smaller than, you know, what you what you want to see is, uh, you know, potential NFL guys down the road, I guess you say. But uh, Charles just said, you know, he's an incredibly strong player, really gets after it and, and is pretty consistent, too. And, uh, you know, Penn State's Penn State's kind of pursued those guys for a long time. I mean, Zane Durant's kind of uh, similar in some ways, uh, although I, I think uh, Zane's probably a little bit stronger at the moment. But uh, another pretty good player that I think from from Florida that that Penn State's uh, seriously in the mix with, uh, along with the other host of guys here, Greg. I, I'm gonna let you in on this. I mean, you want to you want to talk about some of these guys here? 
Yeah, I mean, let's roll through them. I think it's a good time to roll into the linebacker conversation. You have PA native Tamir Robinson dropping a little bit, not a ton, still inside the top 160. Tony Rojas, a guy you've talked about a ton, a four-star linebacker, up 34 spots to 158. Um, two guys who I think Penn State, correct me if I'm wrong, but would be thrilled if they were able to land both of them. Rojas, a guy who, you know, you obviously have done a ton of stories about. And Robinson, I think, is probably a little bit more quiet in terms of doing interviews and things like that. But they're two tremendous players that jump out to me again, even though Robinson dropped a bit. I think you have to remember that, that, to your point, there's a lot of volatility at right now in terms of guys coming in that weren't ranked, guys maybe were a little high before and now are being readjusted. So with Robinson, he drops. But you know, when you drop 50 spots and you're still inside the top 160 nationally, you're doing something right. So, I mean, Rodney Gallagher's right behind them, Ryan, at 160. Really impressed by him. He's up 20 spots. Obviously, he's a tremendous basketball player as well. And Penn State's going to hope to get him back on campus uh, once uh, his basketball season wraps up. I talked to him a few weeks ago, and he's not doing anything with visits, as you can probably imagine, until after uh, his basketball season ends at Laurel Highlands. I believe they're now into the Whippeal Finals, so uh, they're probably going to be playing a while, and it won't surprise me if they end up playing right through to Hershey. So, you know, I think not to jump ahead here of where we're going to go a little bit later in this edition, but uh, when you talk about the quiet period and, you know, I think sometimes – there's a tendency, Ryan, for some folks to get worried and say, well, why isn't this kid who Penn State is really seemingly in a good place with visiting? And you have to remember that there's a whole lot of other stuff going on um, besides just the quiet period for these kids. So those are three mm -hmm. guys that jump out at me. And then, you know, I'll let you get to the uncommitted guys here. But, you know, Neo Avery drops down uh, about 40 spots to 178, but still inside the top 180. Um, a really good player who I think – He's probably about right there. I don't know where you stand on that. I would say that we could maybe see him move up a little bit more, or down a little bit more in the uh, months ahead, but he's probably about right in that ballpark. I mean, Avery, there's just no tight end film. You know, that's the right. whole, I think, the the issue with Avery is he played quarterback and then he got hurt at quarterback and uh, played defensive end. So, I mean, but I did the, I did the math on Avery. Uh, he moved down 37 spots and there were like 35 guys who just moved up ahead of him, you know, and that's that's what happens. Right. I mean, uh, to me, that's not Avery really moving down as more. So, uh, you know, you just you, you move things around and guys move up and uh, there's nothing you can I mean, you can you can't do that with everybody. Right. Where, you know, you move everybody up, but keep this guy still up there. I mean, there's just that's not how the math really works with it. So I don't look right. at uh, Avery moving down. As, as much of an issue. And then, you know, with Tamir Robinson, you know, he's a similar situation where there's just not a ton of linebacker film on him. You know, he primarily plays safety. Um, but I, I have no issue with with Tamir Robinson at 154. I think from talking to Penn State people that they feel like uh, Avery should be a little bit higher than that. Uh, but I, I don't know, like top 100, I'm not exactly sure of. I, I think just from always talking to people, they always kind of gave me 100 to 150 was probably like a good area for, for Neo Avery. So uh, he's not, you know, really far outside of that. And again, you know, actually getting to watch him go to – well, he broke his hand. I got I to kind of – well, no, he tore his ACL, didn't he? Uh, Neo Avery, I believe. He, he, had, he had that surgery. Yeah, some so kind of lower body at, you know, issue. Yes, some kind yeah, of lower like body issue. Yes. Yeah, right. But, okay, so, yeah, so we're not going to see him at camps this year. That's a bummer. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, lot of, a lot of talent in this group. I mean, Penn State – oh, there's one thing I did have to correct you on. You, you mentioned uh, Robinson was the quiet one and Rojas is the one who talks. It's the opposite. Rojas is the I can never yes. get on the phone and you know we've yes. talked to Robinson so many times uh, so just just to clarify because if you, people yes. read us they're like oh, I've seen a bunch of Robinson interviews what's going yeah, on yeah that? yeah that's so a that's good catch on that one. but uh good group man I mean I, I think they should be able to get Robinson Rojas Gallagher 
Evan Link. Uh, of course, they have Neo Avery already committed. So, you know, that'd be what, five uh, five guys within that 101, so 199, 200 range. And, uh, of course, there's other guys out there, too. You know, I'll mention a few others, like Joseph Mapui, of course, uh, out of Washington, D.C., uh, incredibly raw player still. But, my God, you know, the, the potential here is just incredible. I was talking to, to Charles Power about him. I'll give you the quote he said. I mean, he said, this is a guy who's just dripping with upside, which, you know, I like that quote. Uh, he's obviously a little refined still. You know, he's still still just started playing. Uh, so that's to be expected. Uh, but if he, he's a guy who keeps getting better with the more football he plays, watch out. You know, he's long, rangy, moves well, and is athletic. You know, he'll probably need some time to develop technically. Uh, but when you imagine what he could potentially be after a couple years uh, with a college strength staff, the offside, the upside is really impressive. So I thought that was a, a good little uh, feedback from Charles. I mean, Mapui's just kind of still scratching the surface with his recruitment. Of course, he just started playing football. I think it was like a year or two ago. And um, I believe he's, he's originally from, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's gone. It's one of those African countries. I forget which one, but um, you know, I know he speaks like French. <laughs> That's I haven't been able to do interviews with him because we kind of have a uh, communication issue there. Uh, you know, he speaks uh, English, but it's just, you know, we, we've been texting more than talking, put it that way. But he, he's a guy that I need to uh, get in touch with a little bit more. Bryson Robinson, too, at number 172 uh, out of Tampa. He, he was up here. Uh, what game was it? I forget which game. Uh, I don't think it was Auburn. I think it maybe Indiana. I forget which one. No, I think it was Auburn, actually. Uh, but he has a close relationship with uh, Jordan. Uh, who's the cornerback who had to retire uh, from Jordan from Minor? Yes, thank you. Uh, they, they, they played the same high school in Wiregrass Ranch. Uh, down in Tampa. That was a good catch there, Greg, because I couldn't remember the name. So thank you very much for we that. Uh, they, Jordan, I guess like when Bryson said he was coming up through the ranks, you know, middle school and into into freshman, uh, Jordan was like the star of that team there. So he has a, you know, he's really looked up to Jordan over the years and uh, there, there's a good relationship there. So be curious to see how that kind of impacts Penn State moving forward. But man, Bryson's absolutely blowing up. You know, he's going to Alabama, I believe here this upcoming weekend and uh, just has a ton of elite schools after him. So he won't be, uh, will not be an easy pool. But uh, the, like I said, man, this 101 to 200 range, it should feature a lot of players that Penn State can realistically get. I mean, John Walker, too, LeBlanc's teammate, is uh, a guy who I think can realistically end up here. So there's six or seven guys in, in that group that, uh, you know, if they can land four or five of them, I think it's pretty realistic. We're rolling along on this edition of the recruiting show edition, rather, of the VWI Daily. I'm Greg Pickle. He's Ryan Snyder. T. Frank is pushing the buttons for us on this edition. And, Ryan, uh, everyone can see these uh, complete rundown. You have a story up at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Don't forget, you can sign up for $1, uh, one year of access. You can find that right on the homepage at bluewhiteillustrated.com. It's not going to last forever, folks, so be sure to check that out. Also, you can visit uh, bluewhiteillustrated.com and learn how to order our recruiting magazine which is out now, uh, 70 plus pages of everything you need to know about the class of 2022, plus much more on Penn State Athletics. So be sure to check that out. Um, let me just ask you about a couple guys here. I don't want to just keep spitting numbers of people, but there's a few guys in this 200 to 300 range that I think are interesting in terms of what Penn State is trying to do at certain spots. Let me start with J.J. Cole, quarterback at number 213. You've talked about him uh, recently. I mean, just give me a general sense, I guess, Cole, if you want to, but where's Penn State at at this point with quarterback recruiting? And obviously, there's you can't really talk about this without the noted impact of what they brought in uh, last year with Drew Aller and Bo Pabula. Yeah. 
<clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so I'm not feeling it with Dante more much. You know, I think he may visit here again. You know, there, there's a, there's definitely been more and more talk about Notre Dame being a serious player with him. And, uh, you know, I've always thought Michigan or Notre Dame. And, um, you know, there's just some talk recently that maybe Michigan's kind of fallen off a bit there. And, and now Notre Dame's the top school. So personally, just with more, I won't be surprised if he gets here again. But I just I don't see him coming here a year after Drew Aller uh, ends up in this uh, ends up in this program. You know, one thing I did learn recently is Penn State, from what I understand, moved on from Jaden Rashada. And and that kind of surprised me a bit. And I, I still like to learn probably a little bit too more, um, a little bit more about that. But I, I, I thought maybe Rashada moved on from Penn State. And I, I think it's more so uh, Penn State moved on from him, uh, which, you know, for the longest time, I thought he was he was going to be Penn State's guy. But I, I don't – I think Penn State likes J.J. Cole and Marcus Stokes more. And that, you know, when you look at these rankings, that surprised me a bit. But uh, that's something I need to learn more about. But I'm, I'm confident saying Penn State was the one who moved on from that. Uh, anyway, J.J. Cole, I, look, his dad's a – first off, his dad's the one who runs those Cole's kicking camps. You know what I'm talking about, Greg? Right. You know, like, you know, they train oh, I know. vinegar. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did, I didn't – I, I thought I knew camp. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we use them all the time, right, for those – I mean, Correct. You know, I, there's no – I mean, yeah, we, we can sit here and talk about these rankings for till we're blue in the face, but when it comes to specialists, there's only really one place to go, yeah. that, and uh, there's one other one as well Sailor. that's out there. Corn, well, yeah. Sailor. Well, there's corn blue kicking, yeah. too. Yeah, there's a few oh, of them, okay. but yeah, but Cole's kicking leads the way. There's no question. Anyway, sorry, quick aside there. Go back to what you were saying. Shout out to Cole's kicking and uh, Jamie Cole. They're, they've been good to us over the years. But, uh, yeah, anyway, Jamie uh, JJ is Jamie's son. Uh, we, we, had, we had a good talk this past week, and uh, Jamie played at Iowa State. And, you know, that that's a major reason why everybody kind of believes that Iowa State's the favorite. And, of course, uh, Iowa already has Marco Lentz, I believe, uh, committed to them out of New Jersey. Uh, so, you know, the Hawkeyes don't appear to be in the mix anymore. And what's interesting to me here is, you know, I, I think I think Iowa State should be considered the favorite. Yes. I also firmly believe that Penn State's a school that could pluck him away from them. And, and he's going to have a visit upcoming here, a visit upcoming to Penn State here soon. I think it could be at the end of March. They're trying to figure out he's he's playing basketball and you know he's got seven on seven, so he's got a really busy schedule. But he's I mean, he made it very clear to me last week that he's trying to get here as soon as he possibly can. And I think that speaks highly to just the relationship that he's built with Yurchich. Now, with that said, I also think Marcus Stokes is somebody who could realistically end up here uh, as well out of Nice and uh, down in, down in Florida. So I'd be really curious to kind of see like Marcus has already been here. And Penn State wants to get J.J. here. And let me actually clarify, J.J. also camped with Penn State last summer, so they do have some good okay. measurables on him. Uh, he's a legit 6'6", ran a 4'9 at their camp last year. So, you know, 6'6", run a 4'9", is not that bad, man. That's pretty good. And, and you know, he can still probably improve on that. So when I look at, you know, his his athleticism for a guy his size, that's that's pretty good. Uh, but I think they want to get J.J. back and, and have, a, have a good visit with him. And then I think maybe from there they can maybe kind of – pick on you know whether they want to lean a little bit more towards Marcus or lean a little bit more towards JJ right now I mean it really just kind of feels like both of them are, are pretty neck and neck in my eyes but uh that that upcoming visit for Cole will be huge and look JJ's not gonna wait until the summer like he made that very clear he wants to get this done in the spring so I'll, I'll be interested to see kind of how that Penn State visit goes you know if it's a home run could it impact him maybe making kind of a, a quick commitment and then also you bring in Marcus Stokes and just kind of where he's at on their board. So the, the quarterback recruiting, I think in April, 
is going to be really one to kind of watch. And maybe here towards the end of the month here, but uh, just just keep an eye on Cole. Uh, I think I think he can realistically end up at Penn State. And same with same with Marcus. So they they're good. They may have some tough decisions on their hand there. But uh, he's a good kid too, man. Good player. Um, you know, talking to Charles Power about him, they, there's a lot to like. He called him a, a toolsy guy. So there, there's a lot of tools to work with there. Uh, but you know, somebody who just still has his best football ahead of him. Uh, I, I I thought that that Cole would be a force. I didn't know if they put him in the top 300. So uh, good good move on on Charles and and them and. That definitely a guy who uh, we'll be watching closely here over the next six weeks. A couple other ones to hit on here quickly as we come down to home stretch here. Uh, let me go to running back with London Montgomery, another guy you talked to recently. I mean, how are you feeling and what are you sensing at this point about where Penn State running back recruiting stands at this juncture of uh, the class of 2023, which, again, we've been talking about it for so long. I feel like we always have to caution that we're still so early in this process. I mean, I know that decisions will start coming in April and May and June and blah, blah, blah. But uh, there's so much to be figured out for the players and the schools over the next few months here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. Eight commitments, we kind of forget there's nine months still to go. It's just right. It's kind of weird with having having uh, such a good start for Penn State. But uh, look, I think Trayon Webb is the guy right now at running back. I mean, it seems really clear to me that the the focus they're putting into him and the the kind of feedback they're getting from Webb. Of course, Webb plays at Trinity down in down in Jacksonville. Was it was a teammate with uh, quarterback Cam Miller? It just I, I feel like it's you know the the chips are in his. Uh, you know, in his, on his side of the table right now, and and let's see how that he didn't make the, uh Were you surprised he didn't make the on three hundred? Uh, he is number one forty seven in the consensus. Number six running back uh, on three has him a bit lower than that. Did that surprise you at mm -hmm. all? I, I could say yeah is the easy answer, but I honestly, I didn't talk to Charles about him, so it's just kind of tough for me to say. I'd like to get Charles's feedback on it a little bit more. I do know he's higher. I, I also want to see where 247, you know, they're about to update their rankings here. So, like, talk to me in 48 hours from now, and uh, we may have a little bit of a different feel for him. But, like, I just hey, haven't Frank, watched Webb. If you're, uh, you're still listening, buddy, there you go. There's your Friday uh, edition of the BWI Daily, at least in part. <laughs> um. You know, let's let's. I, I just haven't seen Webb. You know, I, I don't like to pretend like, oh, this is a guy who should absolutely be top three hundred. Uh, when you know, I've I've never really. I watched Trinity a little bit last year, but mainly just to watch Cam Miller highlights more than anything. Uh, but let me circle back to Montgomery here for a second. I, I think I think right now he's a guy who absolutely wants a Penn State offer. He made it. I wrote a story on him today. You know, he made it clear that this was his favorite school growing up. Uh, for me, man. Watches watches 100 meter times. Yeah, you know, he's about to run track and field this spring. He's run a 10.99 in the past, which isn't bad. I mean, that's that's a that's a decent time. But if he can get that down a, a tenth or two, um, yeah, I think Penn State will have to seriously consider offering him. I think they already are seriously considering it. I think they just really they've they've put all their not all their chips, but they put a lot of chips in that web. Uh, that web corner of the table and, you know, with an official visit set for web two, that second weekend uh, in, was it in June? Yeah. It's kind of hard for them to make moves on other guys, you know, before they get a better feel for his situation. And again, you know, June seems really far away and, and it seems deep into the cycle, but that's still only like halfway. So they know they, I think they know London Montgomery's a guy who has a lot of interest in them and uh, you know, they can, they can take their time on web. And, and if, if they want to, they want to pursue London. I think London will be interested, but uh, really good player, man. To, to average 12 yards per carry this past year, 30 some touchdowns. I realized he, he played, they played, was it 12 or 13 games? Uh, they made it all the way to semifinals. I believe it was and played Javen Williams and Wyo missing. 
And uh, he missed a couple of those games too, man. So to, to do 2,300 yards rushing, and I think he missed like two full games and then two half a games as well. I mean, that's, that's some pretty impressive stats there. Now, at the same time, you know, I, do I know a ton about Scranton high school football? I, I don't really know who, who all he's playing up there. And I think maybe that kind of speaks for the level of competition within itself. But, you know, there, there's no doubt that he's a solid player and, you know, 15 plus offers right now. There's a reason for that. Again, you can see the full update on 300 for the class of 2023 at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Ryan has it all spelled out there. Uh, you're welcome to hit on any final guys here, but I think we've pretty much covered a lot of it at this point. Uh, we'll see which ones end up coming to Penn State in March, in April, as the quiet period begins. Uh, if you want to transition back, we can. I'll just note that, I mean, at this point, as we've discussed, you're going to see a lot of stuff on social media in terms of guys taking visits to other schools in terms of big like junior day type events or big practice watching events going on at schools, uh, you know, across the country. And you're not going to see that from Penn state because that's not where they're at at this point in time. They're going to basically get to the weekend here and they're going to have spring break and then they'll get back at it uh, the week following. But again, you have to remember spring practice is still 20 days away. So they'll be back mm -hmm. in town uh, two weeks from now, but uh, you know, you might be able to get some guys to come up maybe that weekend prior to spring practice starting as Nate reported on March 21st, but uh, just a weird kind of calendar setup for Penn State that is not the end of the world, but it is, I think, going to cause some listeners, some fans, some readers, what have you to wonder, what is Penn State doing? Why are they not doing more? And there's a very good reason for it. You just have to be aware of it. We get that every time, you know. I don't think the general Penn State fan knows when spring break is. <laughs> we see that every time of the year. Like, hey, why are these kids uh, going to X school and Z school and Y school and not Penn State? And uh, that's why. So the good thing for Penn State is every school has spring break at some point, right? So they're they're right. going to have to uh, – every school gets that kind of random week off in this uh, March-April period. Uh, I will circle back to a couple guys real quick in the top 300. Uh, I didn't mention Deshaun Womack. I think he's he's a really important defensive line prospect for Penn State right now. I think Womack and one other guy in this in this area, Jameel Lyons, uh, both both are kind of I'm not sure if they're defensive tackles. I'm not sure if they're defensive ends. I've been calling Lyons a defensive tackle for the longest time. Now I have some people saying, oh, well, it might be an end. You know, he's a he's a legit 240, uh, ran a ran a solid four seven, I believe it was at, at Penn State's camp this past summer. And it's just a freak of an athlete. I I took this list and I gave it to a, a Penn State source and lash and basically just said, hey, where 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 are we making a mistake on this list or, or who you know who's rated properly and who needs to move and the the first guy and really the only guy that they said that they thought uh was still kind of really underappreciated was Jameel Lyons so I think that kind of speaks for Penn State's thoughts on him you know I, I asked their thoughts and and you know the source said top 150 makes sense so we'll see how he progresses you know I've talked about him a lot and he's a guy that you know we know uh had to had to keep improving academically and, and the good thing is that all the talk has been that he's made serious strides there and I hope I hope that continues because whether he ends up at Penn State or not this is a heck of a player uh who could make a name for himself in college football so I'm happy to hear that that's all proving for him um uh, just I go through the list again Will Norman from IMG originally from uh, I believe it's Camden New Jersey good player I think somebody who Penn State's going to be a seriously in the mix with he's going to visit a bunch of schools and uh going to flirt with a bunch of schools so I, I don't know if I necessarily see that ending soon but I do expect Penn State to be in the mix with him seriously 
Uh, let's see, Devin Houston then, you know, originally from Canada. His brother is Caleb Houston, who's a was a five-star, uh, I believe was power forward for, for Michigan basketball. So, you know, really good family lines there, heck of a player. And uh, who else we got in here? Dylan Gooden, too, defensive end from Good Counsel. So uh, some solid players in, in this in this third half of the or third half, <laughs> this third of the uh, of the on three hundred. When I scan over it, you know, I think I think Jamil Lyons is somebody who could realistically end up here. Will Norman, JJ Cole, maybe Deshaun Womack. They seem to have some momentum with him, but it's St. Francis, so I'm always scared to get you know put my dip my toes in that. Uh, in that basket just until they land somebody from St. Francis. Why is that right? Uh, and then, I, we don't need to go down that road, but yeah, understood. <laughs> I think, I think Penn State fans learned that why that is uh, back on whatever it was, December 15th, uh, when Jay Sean Barham and uh, Andre Roy decided to, I don't know what you really want to call it, commit to other schools and then flip to, go to other schools. We'll just leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. South Carolina, and Penn State. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, and of course, if they offer London Montgomery too, they, they, I think that they would seriously be in the mix with him. Antonio Robinson too, cornerback out of I believe it's Florida Christian down there in South Florida, is a guy to keep an eye on. He came to their Outback Bowl practice and has been to Penn State before last summer. I, I think that there, there's, there's real interest in him. So, solid group. I mean, when I really look at this on 300 though, it's that middle pack, that 101 to 200 range where I say like, yo, Penn State, this is where they will bread their butter uh in this 2023 class with Rojas and Gallagher and Robinson and butter uh, their bread perhaps. Butter their bread, whatever you want me to call it. Um <laughs> yeah, Evan Lake, he's the other one that's missing, but I think it was a good update for Penn State. I think there's definitely guys uh, who and there's going to be a lot of shuffling here and you know, of course right. we have camps coming up here uh in, in three weeks with uh, Columbus oh, Under Armour and then Baltimore Under Armour the week after that. So those those two camps will have a big impact on these rankings moving forward. And I believe how we're going to do is I think we're – I don't know if we're doing updates every month, but it's going to be – compared to like how it was when we were with Rivals, it's definitely going to be uh, maybe every six weeks or so, something like that. So it'll it'll be more consistent and, uh, you know, pretty much – I'm under the impression it'll pretty much be once a month. So we'll, we'll see where things stand here in uh, six weeks from now. A lot to look forward to, Penn State fans, but that's going to do it for this edition of the Recruiting Show version of the BWI Daily. Uh, stay tuned for more from Thomas Frank Carr over on YouTube, youtube.com slash Illustrated, and all the latest Penn State news. You can also, of course, find us wherever you get your podcast and all your latest Penn State news at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Thanks to T. Frank for producing for us. For Ryan Snyder, I'm Greg Pickle. We'll catch you next week on the Recruiting Show. It's been the BWI Daily. <laughs>